get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. official walk-up song of our Blues Insider from The Athletic. The one and only Jeremy Rutherford is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, and I love your tune. So, Weedy. So, Weedy. Good morning. <laughs> so, Michelle, what's the name of that song? I don't know. Best friend. It's Sweetie and Doja Cat, JR. As Best you know. Friend. As yeah. you know. Doja Cat, dog. <laughs> Uh, the Blues let a lead get away last night. I know most of St. Louis was transfixed by the Cardinals-Dodgers game, but the Blues took a 3-0 lead against the Wild and then lost in overtime 4-3. I know that a lot of the players that we aren't going to see in just over a week were were playing. Is there any concern at all about that? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that that was a lineup, Randy, that uh, they took to Minnesota that a lot of those guys we won't see in a few days here. But, you know, you want to win the game up three, nothing, especially when you get a Nathan Walker, Gordy Howe hat trick, all five, <laughs> nine of them gets in a, a fight. He's got a goal. He's got an assist and you're winning that thing uh, three to two with less than five minutes to go in regulation and lose that. So yeah, it, it burns a little bit, but uh, probably the blues happy that uh, everybody paying attention to a different game last night. Yeah, for sure. It's officially hockey season, JR. And I was reading your great work at the athletic. You have great a, gra- work. a great piece up projecting the blues opening night line combinations. And can you walk us through that what do you think that the line combos will be as the blues open the season yeah and let's keep in mind that that's sheer projection there you know we're still uh, a week out from the game on the uh, 16th but uh, you take a look at what they've been doing in the training camp and it looks like they're going to play uh, shen and Buchnevich together as a pair it looks like they're going to have uh, thomas and uh, tarasenko together and of course we know that they'll have Peron and uh, o'reilly together so then it's, it's fitting in who's going to be the third guy on those lines and i think if you look at uh, shen and Buchnevich, they've had kairu there in camp in the last preseason game and you know he's going to switch to the left side at times and, and i think we've seen that i talked to him yesterday he said he's really comfortable with that uh, the big question to me is Who's going to be on the left side of O'Reilly and Perron? Lately, they've had Jake Neighbors there. Everybody's been excited about what Jake Neighbors is doing, but is he going to stick around? Are they going to have enough faith in him to keep him around for the season? So I think the lines are starting to come together. The biggest question mark is the, the fourth line. Who's going to make the roster? Who are they going to put together on that fourth line before Oscar Sundquist comes back from his injury? JR, every team, every uh, training camp, every spring training has somebody in a in a uniform with every team, and they go, oh, man, this guy's having a great camp. He's surprising everybody. He may make the team. So who are, who's the, the name or names that uh, uh, has done that with the St. Louis Blues? Yeah, there's two of them, and I just touched on neighbors. And, Dan, just to go a little more in-depth on him, is uh, he's only 19 years old. He's a 2020 first-round draft pick, wow. and I believe I believe he's had an incredible camp. Now, the thing with, with hockey is you can keep those types of guys around for nine games, get a peek at him, but as soon as he plays that 10th game, you know, it, it burns a year on the contract, and basically, you know, he sticks around. And, and so with a guy like Jake Neighbors, he can also go to the World Junior Championships in December. So if he stays with the Blues and you elect to send him to the World Junior Championships, he's leaving your team for two or three weeks. So that's something else to keep in mind. So ultimately, do they continue to give a, a look at Jake Neighbors? You know, I think they will, but there's always that off chance that they say, you know what, go down and dominate 
junior hockey again. So we'll see what happens there. And then the other big one I'm sure people are interested in, Scott Perinovich. Does he make this team? I think, you know, at this point at camp, guys, that, you know, they've seen what they've seen from Jake Wallman. Of course, they know what they got in Robert Bortuzzo. Nico Mikola has looked pretty good. I think there's a good chance that Scott Pernovich does get sent down to the American Hockey League, gets some games under his belt, plays more regularly, and then they bring him up later in the season. You know, he's looked good. He's been phenomenal, but I think there's still a chance they send him to the American Hockey League. JR, we all loved what we saw from Dakota Joshua last year when he got an opportunity with the Blues, and you project him as the Blues' fourth-line center, and he seems to fit exactly what Craig Bruby wants in that role. Yeah, definitely. And he had another good game uh, last night in Minnesota. And I think they like him at that position. And look, it might only last until Sunquist comes back, which could be a month into the season. He, of course, had the knee surgery and he also had hip surgery while he was out. Um, so he's going to be back soon. And, you know, he's going to have a spot in this lineup. Uh, but in the meantime, Dakota Joshua is a big body who plays physical can be on your penalty kill, and Craig Bruby absolutely loves him and trusts him. So, you know, maybe if he doesn't have a great camp, he'd be on the outside looking in, but he's filled the role I think that they need. And I think that he'll be one of the 14, and I think there's a good chance he could be in their lineup to start the season. Jr., how would you describe what you've seen out of Vladimir Tarasenko to this point? Yeah, really good, Michelle. I think that, uh, you know, it's preseason, so that's the one thing you have to keep in mind. I mean, if you're watching the practices, you're watching the games, you know, it, it's not like he's putting two in the net, you know, every practice, uh, every game. But but I think it's a situation where he's in good shape. He's in good spirits. You know, we got through the whole awkwardness of he's still here. Um, you know, to me, that's still a little bit surprising. But Doug Armstrong doing what's best for the team is going to wait for the the opportunity to trade him, whether that's uh, two more weeks or two more months. But in the meantime, this looks like a guy who can help you. And, you know, let's look at the other side of it for a minute. We, we've continued to talk, myself included, about three shoulder surgeries. You know, how can he recover from this? But the last surgery he had was the stabilizing surgery. So, you know, what if he comes out and playing on a line with uh, Robert Thomas can, can be that type of guy. So, you know, I think when I look at the Blues top nine, really, really deep right now, uh, I think they look good at forward. And if they can get any, you know, player that resembles the Vladimir Tarasenko of old, this could be a really potent group of forwards. Bennington has got to get back to being Bennington. I thought at times last year he was. How's he looked in camp? Yeah, really good. You know, I think with uh, goalies uh, like him, Dan, in the preseason, you, you want to see him. Um, you know, not, not 60 minutes where he's just electric because he's got to he's got to ramp up as the season goes on here in terms of getting through the preseason. But I think with uh, just the 10 bell saves, you know, just you know, he's made some saves where you say, "Wow, you know, that's that's the starting goalie, you know, that the Blues are hoping for." So what I see is a calm, cool, relaxed guy who knows that he can get the job done, and a guy who. Uh, wants to be the leader of this team now that he's got this uh, six-year contract. JR, you wrote several times last year about Clem Costin, and he is not having a great camp. Here he is now. This is his the, the fifth year that he's been in the Blues organization. What sort of a runway does he have to show something? Yeah, this is kind of disappointing, but yet, you know, I agree with you, Randy, and I've said that and written that, that, that Clint Costin doesn't stand out to me in camp. And you would think after winning the, the championship in Russia and coming over and this being his best chance to make this Blues roster, and there's opportunity there that he's got to seize it. And I just haven't seen that. But I, I think he played okay last night. And perhaps they do 
keep him around because they don't want him to say, look, this isn't working. I'm going back to Russia. I think there's still a player there. I really do. And, you know, I don't know if you send him to the American Hockey League, if he's going to have that same optimism and, and decide to stick around. So uh, to me, uh, he's been okay. He can be better. Maybe he makes this team. It, it boosts his spirits, and, and he does play, play, play better. I don't know. Uh, but to me, I was expecting a guy who just came out like gangbusters with this opportunity and haven't necessarily seen that. JR, always love hearing from you. Thanks so much. Great work, and great work at The Athletic as well, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep, thanks, guys. That's our Blues Insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.